Welcome to Screen Talk Emmy Edition. As always, Michael Schneider, Executive Editor of IndieWire, and me, Ann Thompson. Hello, Ann. Editor-at-large. Um, here we are. To, we're talking about the various limited series. Yeah, this week we're going down limited, so that includes miniseries, movies, all, all that good stuff. So movie, mini, writing, it sounds like we're talking about, you know, uh, some kind of uh, Minnie Mouse thing here uh, from Disney, but we're talking about writing. Looks like in the world of Gold Derby, USS Callister Black Mirror is leading the field and looking at this group. I wonder if that's really the way it's going to go. What about Patrick Melrose or Versace? Yeah, well, you know, it's what's interesting, we've been talking about this a lot about how you know, USS Callister is an episode of Black Mirror, but the, the way they were able to nominate these things, they were able to carve out uh, nominations for these different episodes and, and uh, submit them as, as their own movies. And obviously it worked last year with San Junipero uh, for, for Black Mirror, and this year it looks like USS Callister is uh, really picking up steam. Well, I have to say I did um, uh, a story on it the other day, one of our Emmy columns, and it did very well. People are interested in this. They like this. They're curious about how these things get written. And, ha- and, and so we have this guy, Charlie Brooker, very British, very funny, very um, energetic and prolific. Um, and he writes these himself for the most part with some help. This yeah. one had a co-writer. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Charlie Brooker won last year for Black Mirror San Junipero, so he is the incumbent. Uh, you know, last year he Yeah, was, yeah, you say huh. incumbents always win well, in fre- this game. Frequently, and, uh, you know, he, he was up against some, some serious competition, including Fargo with Noah Hawley and uh, David E. Kelly for Big Little Lies, which, as we know, next year will return, but in the... Uh, it, it won't be considered a limited series it anymore. It will have become a series. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They got away with something there. Well, um, the assassination of Gianni Versace is 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 also popular, and it's doing well in other categories. Um, but but you think uh, Black Mirror would have the advantage in this case? I think so. I mean, even over Ryan Murphy. Yeah, I mean. It, it does seem like because Black Mirror has the uh, the, the sort of the momentum that that it's hard to beat. But you're right; it, this is a, this is another tough category um, because they're all apple, apples and oranges. I mean, Black Mirror, as you know, is 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 witty and it's 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 got an edge. This particular episode is so great because they they kind of um, upset your idea of what you're watching. They give you one thing, which is like a Star Trek parody, and then it becomes much darker, and it, and you have one hero, played by Jesse Plemons, who becomes the villain, and then you have another hero who takes over, yeah. who's actually a woman. Yeah, and very well done. Uh, so William Bridges is the, the co-writer with Charlie Brooker. The uh, so, so Tom Rob Smith wrote the Versace episode that uh, is nominated, House by the Lake, the real, I mean, to me, the competition there. Well, you've got a couple. I mean, you've got. I would say Patrick Melrose should be in the game too. Yeah, I mean David Nichols, but you know the the one that absolutely is in the competition, of course, is Twin Peaks. David Lynch, Mark Frost. I mean, how do you how do you vote against David Lynch, right? 
I think of David Lynch as being the great visualist, and I think it's significant that he got nominated as a director, but I can't say that the writing in Twin Peaks uh, floats my boats, and I think that the fact that it didn't make it in, in the, for itself yeah. is an issue here and a sign of weakness. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the, the, the nice surprise in this category is American Vandal, which uh, became a sleeper hit. Uh, for Netflix and uh, the episode Clean Up, uh, written by Kevin McManus and Matthew McManus. But, uh, you know, that was one that, you know, sort of came on slowly. A lot, not a lot of people knew about that show at first, but the reviews were amazing, including by us at IndieWire. We love this show. And so nice to see it pick up a, a writing nomination. And I'm glad Scott Frank got in there for Godless, which yeah. was originally written as a feature and uh, never got made at the movies. It was an expensive Western. And lo and behold, um, Netflix's Cindy Holland uh, said, give this to me. I want this as a series. And literally, you know, turned around and gave him a green light. Yeah, yeah. So you do have a lot of Netflix shows in this category. But yet, uh, I don't think they'll cancel each other out because I think, uh, you know, Black Mirror is just... You know, such a phenomenon. That, but what uh, about Patrick Melrose? I mean, that is a Showtime series, very high end, uh, very high caliber, adapted from a great literary source, uh, Edward St. Alban's m- memoir. Yeah, but but uh, is the awareness as high for that? Because it's new, God forbid. Well, and 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 also, you know, there's a lot of programming these days. Uh, did, you know, how many people watch Patrick Melrose? Was it the phenomenon that... But it did well with Black nominations. Mirror. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You were surprised. To some degree. Um, I was not. But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, when, when you have so many shows, so many contenders, it's just an honor being nominated, right? And, <laughs> and it's a popularity contest, as you're right. And it's about how many people, when in this winning, who's going to win, it's about how many people saw the show. So I would say Black Mirror is probably the favorite, as you say. Um, Okay, let's do directing. Uh, In this case, it looks like Ryan Murphy gets in there for assassination of Gianni Versace. So, uh, you know, Ryan Murphy directed uh, the episode The Man Who Would Be Vogue, which is nominated. Uh, So you've got that in there. But again, you do have David Lynch, this time as director. I would give him more of an advantage in this category. Definitely give him more of an advantage here. Um, You know, he directed every episode, And then Scott Frank is there for Godless as well, again. Yep, yep. So you had, uh, and and you've got, uh, you know, another big name in Barry Levinson for directing Paterno. Uh, and uh, this is an interesting category because it includes limited series, movie, or dramatic specials. So you, you also have Jesus Christ Superstar live in concert as a nominee. With a great high degree of difficulty, but I would have to suggest that that's not going to compete. No, no. Um, you've got... Uh, and there's Patrick Melrose. Patrick Melrose right in there, Edward Berger. And uh, you've got Looming Tower, the episode 9-11 uh, from uh, Craig Zisk as, as the director there. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's down to Ryan Murphy versus David Lynch. Agreed. So All right. And then that. we have um, supporting actor. Now, in this case, uh, it's between Edgar Ramirez in Assassination of Gianni Versace and Jeff Daniels in Godless. And I will vote uh, with the favorite here, with, which is Jeff Daniels, who's so amazing in this Western with his one arm and and he's scary, and he's riding a horse, and, and he's, he's really an evil character, and, but utterly relatable as well. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Jeff Daniels, probably the, the, the biggest 
name among these these nominees. I mean, there's there's some good names. Uh, you've got John Leguizamo from Waco. Uh, you know, I think you, you've, because you do have three different assassination of Gianni Versace nominees here, they probably canceled each other out exactly. to some degree. So you got Edgar Ramirez. You've got Finn Whitrock, who's got the coolest name, right? Finn Whitrock. I want that name. Uh, Ricky Martin, of course, uh, sort of his big uh, acting breakthrough to some degree. Uh, live in La Vida Loca, but, uh, you know, he'll have to live in La Vida, be nominated, but not uh, be a winner. Um, <laughs> and then Michael Stolbarg from the movie world uh, for The Looming Tower, um, in which he, he, you know, I, I was surprised that he got nominated for this role. He was good in it, but it wasn't that showy a role. It's like a CIA guy. Yeah, yeah. One that, you know, I don't think we were predicting either way, kind of just middle of the road. I I was very happy to see Brandon Victor Dixon nominated for Jesus Christ Superstar. He played Judas and, uh, you know, was fantastic in that. And again, like we said, the, uh, you know, the the degree of difficulty doing these live events, uh, pretty high. So, you know, shout out to him for for an amazing work there. So supporting actress... um, I thought Penelope Cruz was terrific in an assassination of Gianni Versace. She's, of course, playing Donatella in an incredible blonde wig, and she gets the clothes just right, and she even nails this Italian accent. She's speaking English, and, of course, Penelope Cruz is Spanish, speaking English with an Italian accent, and she does speak Italian. So I think she, I think she, could, do, uh, she could do well here. Yeah, yeah, and obviously a huge name, huge star. You know, her biggest competition is her, her co-star, Judith Light, uh, you know, who you know, people love as a veteran, uh, has, has been around for, for quite a while as well. Uh, but, but I think there is star power uh, because of Penelope Cruz's uh, you know, feature career as well. Uh, you do have Merritt Re- Weaver in there for Godless, who's also fantastic. Also, a, a I big loved name. her in that show, playing a playing a kind of a, a butch Western hero, if if you like. Is, is that fair? So sure, yeah, and and you know she's she's obviously fantastic, and uh, Sarah Bareilles for Jesus Christ Superstar played uh, Mary Mad- Magdalene. Uh, you know, again, like we we're saying, a great degree of difficulty, but uh, I don't think. It can surpass uh, Johnny Versace. And uh, then you have two other uh, uh, nominees who are lesser known. Uh, Letitia Wright, of course, was uh, in uh, Black Panther, so she's becoming a big star. But uh, I, this isn't the USS Callister episode that she's nominated for uh, in Black it's Mirror. It's a separate episode. It's, it's a different episode, so it doesn't have the same kind of heat that uh, USS Callister has. Uh, and then Adina Porter from American Horror Story Cult. Uh, but uh, not well-known enough to to really be a contender. Yeah, you're right. It's the stars that are going to dominate this one. All right, now we're... You see, one of the reasons I was questioning the second place for Gianni Versace uh, from the start was that it is in first place in so many of these prediction categories, and in this case, it's Darren Criss, who is uh, up for... um, actor best actor and he's of course the right. villain lead actor in a limited piece. series or movie yeah. so um yeah and but i would predict benedict cumberbatch well and and this is a case where 
maybe you know gold derby is going more on uh, performance and, and also sort of just overall but you're right with the star power you've got benedict cumberbatch there for patrick melrose you've also got antonio banderas for genius picasso the trouble for with antonio is that he's the best thing in a weak show yeah and, and so even if people are as fond of him as i am yeah and that's a classic thing of i think genius picasso got a lot of nominations but that does that's not going to equal many wins because you've also got great uh, nominees and Johnny Versace and, and USS Callister, et cetera. So, um, and, and this, this category is obviously just steeped with talent because you've got John Legend from Jesus Christ Superstar, got Jeff Daniels from The Looming Tower. Which is another great performance, playing a real person who was a great character, a very showy, fabulous, complicated character. Yeah, and then you've got Jesse Plemons from USS Callister, which tells you this, the, the degree of difficulty in this category. He's the least likely to win according to, to Gold Derby, but of course that's a huge, uh, you know, quote-unquote movie and uh, should do well uh, at the Emmys. But nonetheless, when he's up against all this talent, this this is going to be an interesting one. This will be a tough one to decide. You know, it's uh, every year there's there's great names. So last year, for example, Benedict Cumberbatch was also nominated, same category, but for Sherlock Holmes. He was up against Ewan McGregor, Jeffrey Rush, Robert De Niro, John Turturro. But the newcomer, Riz Ahmed, won last year for Night Of. So that goes to show you this this is a this could be a surprise category where Darren Chris could uh, pick it up over all those legendary stars. On the other hand, you have a lot of white people in this category and it's quite possible that the um, Hispanic actor could have an advantage on some level. Uh, if you're looking for diversity in your voting. Yeah, I mean, Darren Chris brings some diversity too, as does John Legend. Um, so so you know, I think it'd be nice be nice to see Darren Chris win. So. All right. Then we have um, movie mini actress. And this category is led by another group of extraordinary actresses, uh, Laura Dern in The Tale, the HBO film uh, based on a true story um, of a sexual assault. Yeah, Laura Dern won last year uh, in the supporting category for Big Little Lies. So, yeah, she, she's, she's on a roll. Obviously on a roll. Um, and, uh, you know, this category was won last year by her Big Little Lies co-star, Nicole Kidman. So I'd like I'd like to see Regina King. Uh, I'm so pleased to see her getting um, rec- recognition for seven seconds. The Venus Hood series on Netflix, which uh, didn't get that much attention, didn't get seen, got canceled. And yet she's extraordinary in it. Yeah. And here she is. Although I, I love now the revisionist history. Of course, it was never canceled. It was a limited <laughs> series. And that's it all works that. both ways. <laughs> <laughs> so now that it's a limited series, it was one and done. So Regina King obviously up there and a definite contender Jessica Biel uh, you know The Sinner was another uh, nice sleeper hit a huge hit for USA coming back for season two shortly and uh, you know she's executive producer on that show as well as the star and Michelle Dockery got to show her range in Godless as a gun-toting pioneer woman yeah, uh, Edie Falco from the Menendez Murders, which was uh, you know the Law and Order spinoff that 
ultimately didn't get that much attention, but Edie Falco is Edie Falco. Emmy loves Never Edie Falco. Never to be underestimated. So she is always in the mix. And Sarah Paulson, too. She's again, a perennial. Again, a perennial. And, and a reminder of how great this category is and what amazing talent there is, is again, Gold Derby has Sarah Paulson's odds the longest to win, even though she is a, you know, a winner, past winner, and, and beloved by everyone. Let us remind everyone that these are our peers who are voting in this uh, uh, group, uh, including me. Uh, you have chosen not to join Gull Derby for whatever reason. but um, Laziness? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> honestly, they're not always right. Okay, let's just let's just make sure that everybody's aware of that. Oh, We're yeah. just using this as a way to jump off on the subject. It's 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 always a jump ball. All right, so the limited series is not surprisingly led by Assassination of Gianni Versace, followed by Godless, which is getting a higher ranking here for some reason, um, and Patrick Melrose and Genius Picasso, and then the surprise nomination. You want to tell us a little bit about this show, The Alienist? Yeah, The Alienist is one that uh, you know got quite a few nominations this year, and it was a nice surprise for for TNT uh, that it did so well in, in the noms. Uh, you know, it's a it was a you know one of the big examples of Turner's uh, switch to do more uh, aggressive, uh, you know, uh, more complicated programming than they've done in the past. Uh, you know, part of Kevin Riley's uh, mandate to make mm. uh, Turner a much more uh, premium destination, and and clearly this was a big deal for them to get this. You know, Alienist is interesting because uh, again, it hasn't been renewed. There's no guarantee that there will ever be a second season, which is why it could run in the limited series category. But uh, you know, it has been such a success for Turner, and obviously from both an awards and from an acclaim and from a rating standpoint that. I still got to believe they're going to find a way to come up with a second season, even though they've said there's no plans. So is it a question of not having nailed down the stars, or is it a question of cost? And it's also a question of uh, you know, source material, uh, you know, sort of moving on from, you know, it's, it's based on a book. And I read the book. It was a good book, and it was one of those things that, believe it or not, Scott Rudin wanted to make it into a movie, and he couldn't get it done, and nobody could get it done as a movie. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so it obviously... This is years ago when it first came out. Paid, paid off for, for Turner to pick it up, and uh, I got to believe at some point uh, they'll, they'll find a way to make a second season. Well, it makes sense to me that this would be an approach that many people would want to take in the future. Don't say whether you're renewing it or not. Go for limited, and then all your options are open. Yeah. And yeah. you don't hurt yourself by saying you've canceled it. No, absolutely. But real quick, I'll tell you what won last year and, oh, and what was up in that category last year for uh, the, uh, the the limited series. So in 2017, of course, it was Big Little Lies that uh, dominated. Won, uh, dominated. All the way. It was a, it was a tough category though because you had uh, the the last edition of Fargo. You had Feud, Betty and Joan. You had the original Ryan Genius Murphy in the mix. Uh, so, yeah, and Original Genius, uh, which was uh, Albert Einstein, of course, and then The Night Of. So that was a strong category, but Big Little Lies pulled it off HBO. So this year, um, obviously, like you were mentioning, Johnny Versace's in front. So it could be FX's night. All right, so let's let's real quick do TV movie um, because last year uh, Black Mirror, San Junipero, won it all. They, they were up against uh, things like Dolly Parton's Christmas of Many Colors, Circle of Love, Sherlock, the Line Detective, The Mortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, and The Wizard of Lies. So 
This year, of course, you once again have Black Mirror, but uh, USS Callister. And, uh, you know, it's got to be pretty much the front runner given what happened last year. But uh, you do have the tale, which, you know, again, that's an interesting story. The, the, the whole, you know, HBO. Jennifer Fox. Yeah. And, and HBO coming in and, and swooping in and taking that out of uh, Sundance. Sundance. So, and refresh my memory again why that, why that happened. Like what, what, what was ultimately the decision to go with HBO as opposed to a theatrical release? I think that's probably the best offer that they got, yeah. and they may not have deemed it uh, strong enough for uh, a theatrical release. Um, and what they did though, by doing it this way, though, was give up any hopes for any kind of Oscar contention, really. Yeah, yeah. So, so at least, fingers crossed, they'll uh, get, get some Emmys. Uh, the other uh, nominees in the category, all pretty high-profile proje- projects, uh, Paterno from HBO, uh, Fahrenheit 451 uh, from Again, a mystery to HBO. me why this would get nominated when it got such terrible reviews. Well, this is a category that I think was Weak. light, light on potential nominees. So that's how it's uh, snuck in. And then the one that was that's an important one, I'm glad it's there because we still need to be talking about Flint and what's going on in Flint, Michigan, the, the Lifetime uh, uh, TV movie Flint based on uh, a group of women who – you know, really sort of sounded the charge in, in making this a national story and, and shining the spotlight on the problems with water in, in Flint, Michigan. So so that's it for limited and movies. The lighter escape option will be the winner. Black Mirror again. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so, so if we look at uh, dramatic writing, save that we, for we sh- next time. Yeah, we'll save we'll save all the drama, all right, all drama right. stuff for next time. Well, thank you, Michael. This was enlightening as always. Indeed, we'll continue talking over the coming weeks. As we got Ann Thompson's s- television education <laughs> continues. Several more categories to go, and good stuff to go. And uh, voting, we're now about two weeks out from phase two voting. So, people are taking their time, but eventually they'll they'll get back into it. So, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Ann.